What a radical message, Matthew. It's the final purpose of, of the church, and it's the instruction to the church. An obvious clue to this is the Great Commission and teaching them to observe all things. And so I have commanded you, Jesus is, uh, you know, discipling. It's a process that involves instructions in the words of Christ and the Gospels of Matthew, and it revolves around five of Jesus' discourses. And so, instead of basically emphasizing a narrative of Jesus' life, as Mark does in the book of Mark, Matthew's going to use the narrative elements in his Gospel as setting as a setting for Jesus Christ's sermons. And we see Christ in the Scripture. We see the credentials. It's like getting on an airplane. You know, you get on an airplane, everybody's sitting down, and the pilot comes out, and the, and the airplane's getting ready to take off. Everybody's seatbelts are on, man. And then the pilot says, oh, hey, guess what? <laughs> Pray for me. I just got my license today, like about an hour ago. This is my first flight. I mean, how many people are going to get off the airplane? <laughs> so here we see Jesus Christ. He has his credentials, and he's been at this since he since life began. And the purpose of Matthew's gospel serves so many several several purposes beyond presenting, you know, a mere biography of Jesus Christ. But one of the purposes to prove to the Jewish readers that Jesus is their Messiah and promised King. And so the genealogy in chapter one points it out that Christ is the one who inherited God's promise to David of an eternal dynasty. Um, and so this is the Messianic Psalm in Matthew, the chapter twenty-two, forty-one, but it shows that it clearly implied that any Jew that he was, the heir of the David throne, even even though many Jews of Jesus' time were, were blind to Jesus' identity, we can see how Christ was so merciful and still is, and that God has a remnant in Israel, and he still has a future and a beautiful plan for Israel, because Israel is a beautiful uh, Jewish state, and they 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 need to, uh, you know, they need to hear the gospel too not be forced down their throat. But we see Christ is in the scriptures in Matthew and unashamedly, you know, Matthew as a Jew, unashamedly, he's showing all the accounts about Jesus's life. And so it's it's really understood by a Jewish audience that his goal is to convince his peers that the King of Kings has come. And so... He's trying to show the readers that Jesus Christ loves the church and he's speaking directly to the church. And so he points out that the Gentile uh, composition of of this church by including several stories of the Gentiles' faith in Jesus. And so we see the wise man and the centurion and the Canaanite woman. And he records Jesus' prediction. And we're going to go on and welcome the growing in his word. God bless you guys. The Holy Spirit is awesome. We talked about how Mary 
was in the beginning with the birth of Jesus Christ. And we talked about Mary, you know, uh, she can basically the Holy Spirit was with Jesus Christ from the beginning and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus and for he will save his people from their sins. And here's where we're at. We jumped all the way through now to chapter six. We just finished six. We talked about the oaths, divorce, adultery. And now we're going to get into chapter seven. And last week we left off on chapter six, verse 28. I'm sorry, verse Actually, chapter 7, we talked about, man, we talked about a lot of things. But the number one thing we talked about was God providing, and he does. You know, a lot of people say, oh, God bless you. He's going to provide for you. Oh, praise the Lord, blah, blah, blah. But really, Jesus Christ is the provider. He's the, he's the provider. You know, we don't, you know, we don't got to worry about it. But a lot of this, a lot of the book of Matthew is radical because Jesus is you know, Matthew's showing Jesus Christ's love and his mercy. And he's saying, look, if you want something, ask for it. You know, claim it. Ask in faith. Seek. Knock. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened. So listen, we're going to chapter 7 now. And we're in chapter 7. Last week, we talked about the, uh, you know, Verse 34 of chapter 6, Father, we come before you, Lord. We ask that your Holy Spirit guide this podcast. Lord, speak through us, Father. Uh, speak through me, Lord, and let me uh, glorify you for that, Father, and only in you, Lord. You deserve all the glory because we're just dust, Lord, and, and we thank you for that, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Welcome to Growing in His Word. This is a radical podcast, man. We're talking about the book of Matthew, and we, we're talking about the... You know, the love of Christ and, and and the plans that he has for you in your own life. And you may think, how do I know? Well, God's going to open the door and show you. He uses other people to respond to your prayers. That's how you'll know. Because when you're out there doing his work, he will, he will respond to your prayers. And he will open up doors that you can't close. And he'll close doors that you can't open. And it's a good thing, man. Because a lot of us, we want doors opened. And we, we, we cry about it when they don't come open. But God's saying, look. I'm preventing that door to be open so that you can be blessed somewhere else. So verse 34, last week we talked about in chapter 6 of Matthew, says, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And it's so true, man, because every day we struggle to even get up, some of us. And God's like, hey, man, don't worry, I got you. Get up, and when you get up, have faith in Christ Jesus before your feet hit the door. Thank the Lord for, you know, giving you another day and just move on and just and, and grow and just see where the Lord takes you and be merciful to others as Christ would want us to be merciful, just like him. Just, you know, learn and live like Jesus. And so chapter seven, we're in chapter seven now of Matthew. And this is probably one of the biggest, you know, uh, chapters and it's judging. It says, Do, listen to this. Judge, chapter 7. And so just like the pilot on the airplane, you don't want to be coming out telling people that you only have one hour or one day of experience on an airplane when you're trying to fly from Chicago to New York or <laughs> to Detroit, or from you know Detroit to you know Los Angeles or from Detroit to wherever. 
And speaking of Detroit, man, God bless Detroit, man. I hear you guys, man. You're, I hear you guys out there wide open and very, very clear, man. God's going to bless you all out there. I mean that. And we're praying for Detroit. We're praying for the streets of Detroit, man, because Detroit's going to be, God's going to change Detroit and it's going to be radical, man, because he's got a, he has a plan for Detroit. So you, you Detroiters out there, man, you Tiger fans out there, remember, <laughs> Jesus is going to bless you guys just like he did in 1984 when the Tigers won the World Series. <laughs> Let's stick to the word, man. Listen, chapter one of seven says, judge not that you be not judged for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So it's easy to judge somebody, especially with the color of their skin or the color of their eyes or their hair or the way they look. You know, and it's not easy. It's really not easy. And so we must be careful, you know, because God wants us to treat everybody the same doesn't matter, man, where they're at, where they come from, who they are. Jesus says, treat them the same. I love them the same because judgment that a person makes becomes a, ba a basis for his or her own judgment. Okay. So James chapter three, verse one and two talks about it. And so listen to this. Often people will judge you because they want to be ahead. This is so many different reasons, but they want to get ahead of what you're doing because either they're jealous of you from what Christ is going to do in your life or they're afraid. They're afraid because they don't know and they shouldn't be afraid because Christ says, don't be afraid of, of somebody because of the way they look or the way they, or where they're at or where they came from. Because you know what, man, there is so much love and so much hoods, so much neighborhoods. I guarantee I can take an airplane anywhere in the United States and find love in a neighborhood. And the problem is, is people today, they don't understand that God wants to find, God wants to, uh, you know, he wants us to be open and, and loving and merciful. You go to a Spanish neighborhood, right on, man. Where's the beans and rice? You know, you, you go to, any Caribbean neighborhood, you, you, you find the radical, beautiful food that they have. Everybody can come together and eat at the same table and not be judged. That's the beauty of following Christ. That nobody, nobody is different. We're all the same. And that's the radical thing, man, when you, 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 this, the disciples left their family. Listen to this, man. I'm on fire. This is a good sermon. I love it, man, because when you leave, when you leave your mother and your father for Jesus Christ and you leave everything that you, you, you count the costs, the Messiah would say, and you leave the, you, you become a disciple for Jesus and you receive the Holy Spirit. We don't judge anymore because we're the same. Everything, it's the same. And when we judge others, it'll be measured back to us because that's the way it works. You sow what you reap, you reap what you sow. And you may think, man, I lost a good opportunity because he judged me. Well, guess what? God's going to judge him. And maybe God allowed it to happen so that you don't take revenge, but he does. God says, I am the, I am the revenge taker. 
I will judge this person. And so it's easy to get caught up in our own flesh and say, I'm going to take matters into my own hand and I'm going to, boom, I'm going to, I'm going to chin check that dude. I'm going to knock him out, man. I'm going to do this. I'm going to. God says, no, don't, don't. Let me judge him. I allowed you to go through this because I love you. Well, how can you do that, Lord? Because I am going to use you no matter what. And you get you, whatever you do to others is going to come back to you. I guarantee it, man. And God will vindicate everything. Listen, let's move on and be positive because positive is the only way we can make it in life. Be positive because Satan is negative. And know that the pilot has a license and he's been flying the airplane for since the airplane was started. We need to give God the experience and the credit that he deserves. And why, listen to verse four, listen to this. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eyes, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Jesus is merely saying, look, don't judge that person when you're doing the same thing, man. <laughs> I remember walking into Burger King, man, and, I, and I'll be honest with you. I, I ordered a Whopper, and I wanted an extra cheese on it, and I got my extra cheese, yada, yada, yada. I go to get some ketchup, I go to get some salt, go to get some pepper, man. I like the whole spread on my burger, man. I, want, I, mean, I don't care, man. I ain't rich, man, so I want, <laughs> I want everything, man. I want, I want it. Burger King, man, I want it my way, right? <laughs> so, and Lord forgive me, I start taking some extra stuff I shouldn't be doing. And then, you know, I'm like, wow, man, I'm just, I'm just dressing up this burger, man. And the girl in the back says, man, you like that burger, huh? And I'm like, oh yeah, it tastes real good. She says, let me give you a free shake. And I'm like, uh, free soda, I mean. I'm like, oh, man, I already got me. A, uh, oh, well, let me give you, let me hook you up with some fries, too. She just starts giving me all this stuff, man. I'm like, uh, should we be doing this? I mean, this is like stealing, right? She's like, well, it's just sat out, you know, for a while. And nobody wants it. No, we're going to throw it out, whatever. So I start eating it and all that. Then a month later, I come back to the same place. She's doing it to somebody else. And I totally forget about it. And I'm like, wow. You're, I totally forgot. It, I really did. I mean, because I was busy or caught up. And I was like, wow, what a thief. Just give him free food out. And I judged. Full on. And what a hypocrite I felt like. And, it, and I remembered real quick. Real quick, I was like, oh, man, that's the, same, that's the same girl that hooked me up. And I'm like, yeah, man, this is all wrong. It's all bad. Everything is. But after all, and all, all I'm trying to say, man, is we cannot... Judge when we got the same plank in our own eye. And it's it's sip it's simple, you know. It says hypocrite, verse five. You know, first remove the 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 the, the plank out of your own eye. I was gonna say burger, but <laughs> you can't put a burger out of your eye. <laughs> you see? And then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eyes. So you see, man. You can't judge people when you're, when you're, you, Bible's talking about, we can't do it on our own. Listen, it's easy to point the finger when we got four pointing back at us. That's what I'm trying to say, man. And Jesus is the example of the Bible. 
He is the Holy One. It says in verse 6, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample then under their feet and turn and tear you into pieces. Basically, we're not righteous, more righteous than anybody else. Matthew 5, 20 says, in, in, in the way some people think that way, to make oneself more righteous is to be more judgmental of others. And so Jesus here is rebuking that kind of thinking. Listen, listen to this. It's important. As we talk about what this next verse is, it's important because we can't, get, listen to this, we can't give what's holy to the dogs. We got to balance love with discernment. It says, do not give what's holy to the dogs nor cast your pearls before swine lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you into pieces, man. And after he warned us against judgment, attitudes and self-binding criticism, Jesus right here is reminding us that he did not mean to imply that the people of his kingdom suspend all discernment, but they got to discern that there's some good. And so precious things that should not be given to those who will receive them with contempt. Basically, we might say that Jesus means don't be judgmental, but don't throw out all the discernment either. And so the dogs and the swine here are often understood as those who are hostile to the kingdom of God. And the message that announces what it's, basically, it's the message that announces it. So our love for others must not blind us to their hardened rejection of the good news of the kingdom. And so we also see that where it talks about before that hypocrites, it may be that in Jesus's mind, the dogs and swine represent hypocritical judgment believers because you know, no one's perfect. But these sinning hypocrites should not be uh, offered the pearls that belong to the community of the saints. And Jesus also spoke in the context of correcting another brother or sister. Godly correction is a pearl. It really is. It may sting for a moment. Ah. But it must not be cast before swine. And 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 those who are determined not to receive it, it's where it's going. And so you can't cast your pearl among the swine. And our pearls, our pearls of the precious gospel may only confuse those who do not believe who are blinded by the truth, to the truth by God of this current single age. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. And may only expose the gospels to their um, ridicule. And so check it out. I love Mark 16 because the gospel is to be preached to every creature. But when the Jews were hardened and spoke Evil of the way before the multitude in Acts chapter 19, when we covered that, the apostles left preaching them. Basically, he left, to, he left preaching the gospels to them. But Jesus didn't say, you know, this to discourage us from sharing the gospel. He told us to let our light shine before men, that the whole world sees it. In Matthew chapter 5, believers, listen, God loves us. And so 
he has a plan for us. He really does. He doesn't want to sit. He don't want you sitting at home saying, what's next? He wants you to get out there and do your best for Jesus. That's what he wants, man. He wants you to get out, get out there and tell people that you love them. This is what it's about, man. And we don't have to waste our time when we're going out there sharing the gospel with people and they don't want to hear it. You don't, you don't need to be torn in pieces. It's just, just walk away. Don't cast your pearls, man. Don't, don't, don't worry. Don't give what's holy to the dogs. Don't worry. If they don't want it, don't give it to them. Because they'll, they'll trample it. You can't force Jesus on anybody. You can't force the gospel on nobody. It's the Holy Spirit led. We are led by the precious blood of Jesus, uh, anointed by the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit, taught by the Holy Spirit, fed by the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, you are everything. Wow, amazing. If we just stop and receive that in our mind, we will be blessed and be able to bless others. Trust me, it works. And when we're hurting, forget about man. What's man gonna do for us? He's not gonna help us. You ever, you ever, you ever go to somebody and say, oh, my rent needs to be paid, or I need help, or they get a job. I have two jobs. Or, or be warm and be filled, my brother. In the book of John, it talks about that. First John, if you love me, if you love me, and you love me. God says that. If you love me, you will love my people in, 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 in deed and in truth. Don't pat them on the back and say, be warm and be filled. And a lot of believers say, oh, God's going to provide 100%. Trust me. I can't help you. Die of cancer. Whatever. And the reason why they do that is because the shepherd trains them to, you know, depend on God and only God. Which is good, but some some churches are wrong in a sense because they 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 really don't want to give you their tithing money. Or they 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 not all churches, believe me, not all churches. I'm not speaking for the whole church in general. Some churches say, well, you know, and then let the, let the let the believers help each other out. Actually, we don't want that either because we want their tithing money too because we want our church to be bigger. Oh yeah, the bigger the church, the bigger the kingdom. I don't think so. Uh, wrong. It's called a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And when that plane drops and you're flying in an airplane and that plane's going deep down, 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 and you're going to die. I've been on airplanes where I thought I was going to die. Believe me, nothing matters, man. No big house, no big church. Ain't no church going to save you. No holy water is going to save you. No rosary is going to save you. Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone will save you. And listen to this, because he is our father. He is our Adonai. He is our savior. Jesus is the Lord of Lord, King of Kings, and he's got a plan for you. And listen to this. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. And how do I know this, you're thinking? Oh, how do I know? Be quiet, be still, know that I am the Lord, and go out and do it. I want to start a chocolate business. All right, well then go get some sugar. How do I get it? Do it. Move your feet, and God will open up doors. Guarantee you'll meet some guy, you'll meet somebody out there. You want to go into real estate. Okay, cool. Get your license. 
God will put on the hearts of some guy to sell his house and he'll call you. God provides. It's not about us, man. It's about Christ. Verse nine says, or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Come on, man. You don't give people stone. Jesus doesn't give people stones when they're hungry. He feeds them. See, it's up to us believers to say, you know what? I, I, I want to help. If you can, or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? No. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask of him? Because therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the, of the prophets. That's the golden rule. And so we can't take the law in our own hands, but we could ask Jesus Christ to intervene and help us and provide for us, and he does. And what God warns a believer to help another believer and they don't, well, that's on them because 1 John chapter one, read 1 John chapter one, two, and three, and you'll see how much you really love God. You know, the Bible says that if you, it, it, the test of really knowing him is by helping one another, okay? Not cleaning out their wallet, but helping them. And verse 13 says, enter by the narrow gate. Listen to this. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. There's very few who find this. They go to a church, they listen to the pastor, and they don't understand that Christ is our pastor. He is our shepherd. Yes, the church has pastors that are good. But it's not about the pastor. It's about uh, about Christ in us and what we do with Christ in us, where we share him, how we grow in him, how we live, how he lives in us, how we allow him to live in us. That's the message. And next week, we're going to talk about the false and the true teaching. And we're going to talk about this next week. It's, it's going to be about false prophets and how, how they deceive you into thinking that their way is the only way. You know, I mean, I met a guy the other day. All, he's all about philosophy in college. And, you know, Caesar Augustus in chapter 9 and verse this in uh, book number 3 of first year of college. It's like, man, I don't, you know what? Let the Holy Spirit take you to college. It's called open the Bible and let the Holy Spirit speak. But make sure you have a concordance when you're doing it. You know, I mean, I've been to college. Whoopee-dee. I know the Bible. Wow. But I don't know everything the Holy Spirit in me does. And so we got to be careful. I know one thing. My pilot is Jesus Christ. And he's, he's got a golden airplane. And he's, he's the vest, he is the vessel, man. He's the way, the truth, and the light. I'm just a vessel too, but he's the one. He's not the vessel. He's God, I mean. He's, he's the one that uses us like a vessel. He's the pilot, man. He's the one flying our plane in the direction that he wants us to fly. Amen? Hallelujah. And there's two ways of life, man. You can enter that narrow gate 
For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, man. So if you keep playing that game of sin, 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 safety pin, you're going to get burned again. Think about it, man. It, it, it's a, it, ain't, it ain't good. We got, we got to be right or we're going to get left. Believers, listen. The law of the prophets echoes this so-called golden rule, and it's the practical application of Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And it's hard to do it. It's hard to, it's hard to do, especially when they start partying at 2.30 in the morning and they keep you up till 8 o'clock a.m. Yeah, that was me. That was me last night. <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to write a letter how much I love my neighbor. I'm like, Lord, okay. I love you for drinking booze. No, I can't say that. That's because that's not of you, Lord. You know, it's it's not easy. Listen, you guys out there, I, I understand what you're going through. I do. But God knows exactly what you need just for today. And you don't got to worry, man. You don't got to uh, prove nothing to man. You don't got to prove anything to God. I mean, not to man. You got to prove it to God. Excuse me. You don't got to prove nothing to man. Man is just man. Oh, man. Man will lead you astray. But God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, will lead you into eternal salvation Father God, we come before you. We thank you for this word. Lord, we know that you're, you're, you're narrow is the gate and difficult is the way, Father. And Lord, you said that you are the way, the truth, and the light, which leads to life. And there are few who find it, Father. And so we pray right now that if anyone comes before you now, Lord, and says, I want you, Jesus, I need you in my heart. And they say, yes, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I have fallen short. Lord, we know that you will accept them into your kingdom. And Father, we know that if we are born of you, Lord, okay, and we receive your Holy Spirit in you, Jesus, we will live forever. Father, we thank you. We, we pray. We bless everyone around us. We want our house to be built on the, on the rock, Father, not on the sand, Lord, because that sand is going gonna, is gonna to fail the test. But we know, Father, that that rock, we build our rock, Father, our house at a rock, Lord. We know it will be strong, Father, when them winds come our way and that and those temps, tempests come our way and the temptation of the sin, Father. We know that we don't have to yield to that, Father. And so we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, God bless you guys, man. And we're going to talk next week about the way of life, false teaching, and how they suck you into these churches, the rotten ones, not the bad, not the good ones. There's good and bad. I'm not talking about bad about churches about false prophets in the churches. I'm not talking about the church. The church is radical awesome. God wants you to find a beautiful church. Guys, find a beautiful church that teaches the, the word of God verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and you won't have to worry about anything, man. God bless you guys. May the Lord Jesus bless you, and may you be richly blessed in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for growing in his word, and we look forward to you guys. Uh, and I'm, once again, I'm going to give a shout out to Detroit. You guys, man, you guys are you guys are headed the right direction, man. Keep listening. Keep subscribing. Oh, I got some news for y'all. I didn't want to say it, but we're number one on Spotify, man. God, God is blessing, man. God, God is number one. 
I'm, I'm, no, I'm nothing. It's all Jesus Christ, man. Spotify, thank you for having us on there, on your program. God bless you guys. Everybody out there, uh, give me some little prayers too. I got a little bit more of that skin cancer. I'll take your prayers. Progress update. And that's God is good. And may the Lord bless you guys.